Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss in our daily lives. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I felt like I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, you name it. Plus, I tried a few less productive approaches. And after two decades of continuing to grieve, it occurred to me that maybe I'd set the wrong goal. Instead of trying to feel better by filling those painful voids, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more worthy target. A major part of this new approach is talking openly about what my grief is like, instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a mutually compassionate environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thank you for joining this episode of the Healing Path podcast. Today, I'm talking about a post entitled First Face, and it was shared uh, back on June 8th of 2021. First Face. I initially learned this phrase when reading about meditation. It refers to each unique, individual, infant, quote-unquote, face that was born without yet being influenced by the external physical world. I bring it up because it actually ties into the discussion that I recently podcasted about, um, which is getting out of the briar patch. The concept of divine perfection resonates so strongly with me. One of my own personal mantras is, I have what I need and I know what to do. But that is something that I have had to relearn again and again. (laughs) Divine perfection, to me, means that we are born as the exact and perfect expression of divinity into the precise right body, even if that body doesn't work the way we think it should, into the specific environment, parents and family included, that will most benefit from and contribute to the development of the unique gifts and talents our lives bring to share. Yet, once we are born and arrive, we're instantly influenced, challenged, and sometimes even what feels like destruction by the external world. Our faces begin to show the impact of the material and often non-divine places in which we find ourselves. The longer we're in the proverbial prior patch, the further our first face will be defamed, defaced, and take on the suffering of the world, rather than radiating it as it initially did when the oxygen first entered our infant lungs. All of the terminology and expressions to describe what happens between innocence and first face and getting to losing our way are irrelevant. I like them because it's helpful to capture some of these experiences with certain phrases and terminology, but best not to get wrapped up in them as we can then miss the point, which is this. 
when our spirits take shape in the form of humanity at birth, our bodies and faces become the vehicles for expressing whatever only we uniquely can. We all, quote unquote, going back to my mantra, have what we need and know what to do from the moment we're born. There's no question. We know. But we get distracted along the way. We sometimes mistake, mistake the lives we have as our own and become completely vulnerable to the power of the material, egoic world. Yearning, searching for titles, seeking fame and fortune, and pursuing anything but the mission that we were uniquely created to pursue. We know we've fallen prey when we reach for anesthesia back to numbing. Next time you hear your true purpose calling you in the form of an itch you can't seem to scratch or tumbling of bricks on your head, either way, just try to honor it. The first step in becoming who we are is to listen to this instinct and not drown it out with our mind's endless chatter, judgment, and time travel into the past or the future. While future action may make sense, initially we are asked only to be open, to raise our antenna so we don't miss the call which only comes in the now. When this seems challenging or it's a struggle to decide what to do next, remember your first face. Be reminded that your specific purpose is as unique as your infant body and the story of your birth. See if you can look around with fresh, curious eyes, like the eyes of a newborn, and resist the temptation to be of the world and not just in it. Clarity comes easily when we reconnect to our essence and who we were before the world got a hold of us. So thank you for joining this episode of the Healing Path podcast. Um, Talking about first face, this is so painful, I think, because for me, um, a lot of thinking about, you know, sitting still in a stillness practice, and I talk about the importance of that in my own recovery, um, grief recovery path, but it is almost um, painful because I, as a younger griever, I'm now, you know, early 50s, 52, um, my daughter died when she was a year old and I was 27. So gosh, it's almost like half my life ago now. Um, but as a younger griever, I I didn't understand that I had this essence about me that was something that could transcend anything else. And because of that, I didn't embrace um, my own uniqueness. It was more like I just, it just made me sad to think that I might've been born going back to this first face idea um, that at at my core, that I might've been meant to do some, you know, something in the world or been born with a particular face or purpose. And then losing my children took me, you know, way off course when the fact is there's no part of me <laughs> that believes any of that now. In fact, every fiber in my being embraces the knowledge and the confidence and sheer trust that the road that I've come down is the exact road that was paved for me that I continue to pave along with 
you know, my creator and not that you have to be spiritual to be on a healing path. Um, but this idea that I was, you know, ready for the world and then I wasn't is just nonsense because what's actually kind of sharpening and accenting the skills that I actually was brought to the world with is the pain and is the grief. The very thing that I think is in my way is actually the very path to where I'm supposed to be going in the world. And the way that I know that is because of how I feel when I'm embracing these parts of myself and expressing. And so, of course, it always comes back to the work. And that's why I'm opening up because I think I did spend some time feeling really robbed. Um, and it's okay to feel robbed when you're grieving. And I'm always going to have some sense of um, missing my children and other loved ones that have died. And so my point isn't to make it all fine, but my point is to allow it, allow it all to exist and integrate and to try to remember that we, we weren't born accidentally. Um, nothing is a surprise to, to the world. It's just us that, you know, we act like we're surprised or something's happening that shouldn't be when really exactly what needs to happen, um, is what shows up if we let it so that we can be more of who we are, bring things into the world that never existed. And for God's sake, help each other along in a life that leaves a lot of pain in its wake, a lot of joy, but also a lot of pain. So thank you as always for joining this episode of the healing path. And of course, uh, if you have any feedback you want to share, we love that at lisamcfarland.com. And until next time, stay present, stay grateful, and stay healing.